0: So uh, this evening, the uh, guided meditation, more reflective suggestions. The M- uh, important thing is, to, is, the, is the actual doing of it. I mean, when you think about meditation and you get caught in endless doubts. Should I do Anapanasati? sweeping sound of silence Meta. Should I count or not count or use mantra or and the uh, thing is to just the point is to do it uh, so like with Manopanasana just go to the breath you know with the sweeping just go to the sensations of the body so it's, a, it's an act of it's a it's a kind of the important thing is doing it rather than trying to figure out what you should do or how you should do it, whether you're doing it right or whether you're doing it wrong or, or which is the best, what is suitable for you, you know, what you've heard, what you've read in books, what other people tell you, and pretty soon your state of paralysis, unable to move. So uh, it's just uh, like with with um, going right to the breath. Remember that the Pachubana, the Pachubana Dhamma, the here and now, is a, a samruam, this collecting on one point, this present moment. Uh, being here with the way it is. So we start from very obvious things the way they are the breath is like this sensations bodily sensations as we sweep through the surface of the body the, from the top of the head down to the soles of the feet the sound of silence here and now isn't it? The, the, the cosmic primordial sound here and now Then the so this, these are, these are the, the, what I call, what I use as a basis. When I don't know what to do, then I just go I, sometimes I'll just use the sound of silence. Just tune into that. Or if I want something to do, then I sweep through the body. That relax, if I feel the body's tense or I'm, in you know, I feel tensions or kind of discomfort, physical discomfort. I, I spend a lot of time just sweeping the body in this attitude of metta. And then uh, the, to sharpen up a concentration on upon a And get into a kind of refinement of tranquility. Then the attitude of metta is, uh, as a famous line, it says, total acceptance, non-judgmental, mm. unconditioned love, they use, they use unconditioned love. In the sense, love is, isn't Liking, it's not, a, not approving, it doesn't necessarily mean approving or liking, it may, love is ability to accept things for what they are. So when we lack, when we're not, when we're not, when we, when we, uh, are not in this state of awareness, then, then our life is very much, uh, picking and choosing, making judgment. Uh, I don't like this, this shouldn't be, this person shouldn't be like this, I shouldn't think like this they should uh, shouldn't act like that the government shouldn't be like this Uh, they should be like something else so then I can't possibly love somebody who uh, says uh, who is so insensitive and cruel in their behavior, I can't possibly love somebody like that and and we go on and on endlessly in terms of approval and disapproval, liking and disliking, calling the, and thinking love is something that that is uh, synonymous to liking or approving. Well, it's unconditioned love or metta, no conditions on it. There's no there's no deals you're making with somebody's a being absolutely rotten and stupid and horrible, it doesn't destroy the love. No matter what you're thinking, or how bad you've been in the past, or whatever, it's not not a matter of destroying, or or, uh, perverting, or disrupting love, because it's unconditioned in this attitude of metta. It isn't I love you if you act in the in, the, in the proper way. That's a conditioned kind of love, isn't it? If you behave yourself, then I love you. If you do what I want, <laughs> then I love you. If you don't do what I want, then I don't love you anymore. So this is a reflection, isn't it, uh, on on, say that, the grandness, the kind of all-inclusiveness of metta. So in this way, what you do happens to you in meditation. It all belongs, you know. You know, you think... You're meditating wrongly because maybe you're feeling a lot of negative thoughts or you're, you're not getting the results you want and so forth and then you start doubting and thinking of yourself in negative ways or, but all they say is in the attitude of metta is, is total acceptance of even your wandering mind or, or your uh, disruptive thoughts, or the rage, or resentment you're feeling—it's not, not, uh, not passing any kind of value judgment like this. It's, uh, it's just able to to bear and endure, and not make a not make a problem about the quality or the state of the condition. So, how do you do that? an attitude and then, in this awareness, isn't it? This pure state of awareness. It's a transcending, the condition. When you're aware of, say, a bad mood, that awareness is, is not the mood, isn't it? The bad mood can't observe itself. But that which observes, the the knower, the knowing, the aware, the that which is aware, the awakened one knows the butto. So that's the transcendent state, just by attention, just by. Paying attention to the present, whatever the condition might be, the attention is is the, is is what you take refuge in, not in the condition. Don't take any refuge in the conditions, because they all they'll only lead to more confusion. Not a aversion to the conditions, but it's recognizing the limitation of conditioned experience. It's it's just what it is. It can't be more than that. You can't make a condition into something that you want and and hold it and keep it that way. So you're no longer trying to manipulate, control life because you can flow with it because you have a refuge that contains and is patient accepting of the conditions that you're experiencing. So that's the enlightened mind, that's not something remote or distant or impossible. Seeing things in the light, there's this word enlightenment oftentimes we I get this idea of being blasted like when they fl- take a picture of you with a flash, you know, and it goes right in your eyes and you can't see because the light's so blinding. But that's the kind of light that blinds. It isn't the light that makes you, that allows you to see, is it? If it's too bright, then it's, it only blinds you and you can't see anything. But if the light is awareness isn't it the light of awareness allows you to see everything clearly so it's not not a blinding light enlightenment isn't being zapped and going into a fit over kind of big flash of fiery light but it's the the ability to trust and rest in a state of awareness where the light is enlightening things lightens up everything if if things are lit up properly then you can see everything for what it is if it's too dim then you you can only see maybe shadows, if it's too bright, it, it blinds you. Mm. So now just uh, practice, the going to the, com- composing the mind, samruam, collecting your mind in the presence of the, breath and the posture, the sensations, and this attitude of patient, uncritical acceptance uh, of whatever conditions you're experiencing. using the sound of silence or somebody referred to today as a cosmic hum uh, scintillating uh, kind of almost electric sound background sound so when your mind is open and relaxed you begin to notice this even though it's going on all the time we don't generally notice I found this a very useful uh, reference because in order to hear that to notice it you you have to be in a relaxed state of awareness and there are people trying to find it on a description of it. And then they, they don't... They, they spend... Other people go on 10-day retreats trying to find Sound of Silence. And then they I can't hear it. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> and they, they're trying to find something. Where there's not something... Something you have to find is that it's open to. has more. It's listening. And listening ability to listen, isn't it? It's where you your your mind is in a receptive state. You're not trying to solve any problems or anything. You're just listening Actually, uh, putting your your mind into uh, this receptive awareness. So it's awareness that is receiving, willing to receive whatever is. One of the things that you begin to recognize is this sound of silence. And some people get averse to it. They think one woman started hearing it and then she wanted to stop hearing it so she'd resist it. And she said, now I can't, you know, I used to have peaceful meditations. Now all I hear is that blasted sound and I'm trying to stop it. Before I never heard it. Now I now that's all I, I sit down immediately. I go, zzzz. The, and that's uh, what? she's creating an aversion towards the way it is isn't it I don't want that she's she's creating a suffering around the sound of silence But if you stop creating suffering it helps to focus the mind uh, uh, because the mind is in this it, kind of very expanded state it's an including it's not a It's not a state where you're excluding anything. The sound of silence is like infinite space. It includes everything, all other sounds, everything. It has this kind of sense of expansion, unlimitedness, infinity. And other sounds come and go. Mm -hmm. Change and move accordingly, but that is a kind of continuous, like a stream. And in uh, last January, I was giving retreat up in Chiang Mai in northern Thailand, and this place called Pongyang, and it's this lovely resort, mountain resort with this waterfall and stream. And they, they built the meditation all right by the stream, the sound of the waterfall and the stream is continuous, it's quite loud I remember one somebody on the retreat, not this year but the year before, got very averse to the sound of the stream I can't meditate here in Pongyang, it's too noisy the sound of the stream is just you know, just too much for me can't bear it. <laughs> Other than seeing, the, is the, you know how if you listen, if you open your mind to the sound, or are you going to resist it? You know, I don't like this sound. Mm. Then you, then you're fighting and resisting. That's the suffering. I noticed in Pongyang, when the sound of the waterfall and the stream. Didn't And the sound of silence was in the background. In fact, the sound of silence became the stronger, more obvious sound. But it didn't obliterate. It didn't obliterate the sound of the stream. But uh, they kind of worked together. And, and the sound of the stream didn't obliterate and, and the disguise or cover up the sound of silence. So it's like radar, you know, you've got this kind of wide, the mind is in a very wide, expansive state of awareness, including, open to, including, receptive, other than shut off, closed, controlled. So notice this. And to contemplate this experience, and then just concentrate your attention on the sound of silence. And then, if you think about, think of it in terms of it's like a a blessing or something like grace or a lovely kind of uh, feeling of a sense of being blessed and being. Uh, opened rather than seeing it merely as if you a buzz in the ear then, it's, then you think it's maybe something wrong with you think it's tinnitus or some disease if you start contemplating it as as uh, the sound of angel or cosmic sound cosmic hum, primordial sound, blessing us every moment as we open to that. We feel a sense of being blessed. And so just reflecting in this way, in a positive way towards it, helps to helps us to take an interest in it and and, and have a, a very a kind of good feeling from it. you can begin to contemplate non-thinking. Because when you're just listening to the cosmic sound, there's no thought, you notice, no thought. It's like this. Emptiness. Emptiness. Uh, no self, and that when that when you're just with this, the cosmic sound alone, there's pure tension, but there's no no sense of a person, a personality, of me, of mine, Anatta. Relax into the sound. Uh-huh. Not, don't try to force the tension on, but just a sense of relaxing, resting, peacefulness, and then count. Sometimes, just to, to sustain, you can count to ten. With this, listening to the sound of sound, you can think to yourself, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, There's a way of, of kind of sustaining because the mind is not used to 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 resting in that way, You're used to thinking and restless mental activities. So it takes a while to to calm and to relax and to rest in this silence of the mind. In that silence, you can also be aware of any emotions that arise. It's not an annihilating emptiness. It's not a kind of sterile nothingness. Is it, it's full, it's, it's embracing. So you can be aware of just the movements of emotion. doubt or when things start, the memories or feelings start coming, becoming conscious, it embraces them, it's not judging or resisting or even being fascinated, it's, it's just recognizing, realizing the way it is. With the sound of sounds, because we tend to, use the word, sound itself, or, you know, perceptual conditioning of our mind, we connect sound with ears. So it's like a buzzing in the ears, maybe, at first. We hear it as a buzz in the ears. Because it's just the impression of sound is always connected to the ears. Which you can plug your ears up and you can still hear it. Or you can, when you're swimming underwater, you can hear the sound of silence. So, what is it? And then, as it, you kind of Realize it's more like it's everywhere rather than in the ears. That perception of it's in my head like the mind is in the brain or the sound is in the ears. You, you see you're changing from that kind of very conditioned way of ex- uh, experiencing through this sense of self and and the cultural conditioned attitudes we, we hold to much more kind of wider understanding of the way it is it's like the perception of the mind in the body and then through uh, intuitive awareness what we're seeing the the bodies in the mind like right now you're in my mind all of you in this hall You're in the mind. Or on, the con- on the conventional level, we mm-hmm. say <clears throat> each one of us, our mind is in our head. So You're sitting over there with a the mind in your head. Sister Kovita, a mind in her head. Meiji Rene, a mind in her head. Anagataka a mind in his head. And all these different heads with minds in them. But then in terms of the fact that, that the mind, like yeah. I'm sitting here, this body sitting up on this high seat, I can see you with my eyes. You're in the mind. You're not in my head. <laughs> I can't say you're all in my brain. But the mind is that the cable is is there's no limit to it. So the then one begins to see the body is more like a radio, some kind of conscious entity in the universe that picks up things. You know, the it's the being born. Uh, as a separate entity in the universe, we're a point of light. We're a conscious being in a separate form. But what is as a as a kind of fixed person in a as a as a kind of solid physical person that we tend to assume, or is it something greater than that? Not so. Not so limited. Not so heavy. Not so. Uh, fixed as our cultural conditioning tends to make it sound, or as we tend to perceive it, because this sound of silence isn't—it isn't like mine or in my head. But the this form is able to recognize it, know things as they are. This knowing isn't the cultural knowing. It's not like interpreting everything from my cultural conditioning. Seeing things as it is in a direct way which isn't dependent on cultural attitudes. Should we begin to really see, understand anatta, non-self? Mm. We're all connected, aren't we? We're all, no, no, we're not, we're all one really. We're not, as it appears to be, a collection of separate, totally separate entities. We start contemplating like this, yeah begin to expand your awareness, to include rather than to define So in the terms of meditation where you're establishing awareness on the this is room in the present, collecting, recollecting, contemplating one pointedness in the present, Dhamma, the body, the breath, the sound of silence. The metta is an attitude of a way of relating to, uh, and recognizing condition phenomena, without judging it. You know, because otherwise we tend to make judgments, value judgments about what we're experiencing on a personal level. You know, one person is feeling peace, and the other person is feeling restless, and another person is feeling Inspire another person's feeling bored, and another person's feeling, uh, all, you know, high, another low. Or you're having good thoughts, or bad thoughts, or useful thoughts, or stupid thoughts. These are, these are, what, judgments about the quality of, of the experience that each one is having. You know, they say stupid thoughts, or good thoughts, or bad thoughts. But in terms of knowing, isn't it? We're knowing that thought is the condition rising and ceasing. And even bad thoughts, horrible thoughts, rise and cease, just like good thoughts. So, I mean it's, it's not a matter of of uh, passing judgment about how bad you are, because you're having bad thoughts, isn't it? So the ability to recognize thought, the nature of thought, is changing, permanent, non-self. So now just use this uh, cosmic hum, this gentle stream, flowing, sense of flowing, scintillating sound, just get familiar with it. Sometimes, like with emotional experience, you get all kind of wound up about something, from a strong emotional feeling of being indignant <coughs> or upset by something. And you think, I'm not going to stand for that. Oh, I've had it enough. Then go into the Sound of Silence, encounter count to five to ten, see what happens. <laughs> The experiment with it. <laughs> How, you, know, you can be here, you know, right at this moment, you know, oh, I'm fed up, totally fed up, I've had enough. This is it. And then go into the silence. I used to like to do this, play with this, cause to suffer from indignation, exasperation, being fed up. <laughs> I like that word, fed up. You can say it with such kind of, such you know, conviction. Fed up. but the way of training training the mind like this cosmic sound the sound of silences it's really a natural sound it's that's why when you learn to rest with it, it's a sustainable, it's not created. You know, it's not like you're creating a refined state that depends on uh, conditions supporting refined, like to, to sustain any kind of refined conditioning, you have to have very refined conditions supporting it. You know, so you can't have coarse, raucous noisy, loud, nasty things happening, uh, when when you're, and, and still sustain the, a sense of refinement in your mind. Because the conditions won't allow that. The, to have, to have a refined mental state, you have to have a, a you know, the silence or, or kind of uh, not a lot of demands. Not a lot of raucous noise. No noise. No disruption. No no quarrelling and wars and explosions and and that. With this this very lovely kind of scene where everything's just very precious. Everybody speaks. When we get into that state, we all get very precious don't We whisper to each other in gentle tones, and somebody says, oh, I'm bah! It really shatters us and we? we get really, we get very upset because we get so sensitive in that state. Being in the, in the military, you get used to coarseness. But say, in, in the, in the, the sound of silence, isn't, you know, you begin to hear it wherever you are, in the, in the middle of, uh, London, in a traffic jam in Bangkok, in, in a, in a heated argument with uh, somebody on the battlefield uh, in when the chainsaws gain uh, when the pneumatic drill is a, and the lawnmower and the chainsaw are all going at one time and <laughs> and when they uh, uh, and even in the in, when when there's music you can hear it So it's, it's, uh, it's learning to, to detect it, isn't it? That's why it's like a challenge, you, just to uh, tune into it. Because sometimes you, I can't hear it now, there's too much noise. But if you relax, if you're resisting the noise, then you can't. But if you begin to open to it, then you begin to hear that gentle, scintillating, hum, with all the, with the pneumatic drill blasting away or the chainsaw. So it's not, it's, it's a, so it, it, it's like it, it's a, it integrates, it allows us to integrate mindfulness and meditation into movement, work, uh, busyness. Like if you're in the kitchen or washing dishes, or walking from here back to your room, or driving a car, or whatever. It it, it helps to, it, it doesn't like make you heedless. It increases your, it allows you to breathe fully with what you're doing. It isn't a, it's a kind of distracting thing that that makes you heedless if you're washing the dishes. It increases your mindfulness. It helps you to wash the dishes fully, you know, to be really with the washing of the dishes, rather than just washing the dishes in your mind, you're thinking about all kinds of other things. Or when you're walking from here back to your room, you can be thinking about everything else. if you use the sound of silence sounds to be with the walking with walking be mindful and and with the very action that's happening in the present Sometimes the sound of silence will become very loud and quite unpleasant, but it'll, it'll, it won't stay that way. I remember one time it really was uh, incredibly loud. It seemed to be like ear splitting. I thought, oh, something's going wrong. then it, then it changed, and then I I tried to get it loud again, I couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's, it's something to, you know, it's not a, something that's dangerous, or I mean, how you look at it, in terms of, you know, it being, you know, if you resist or negative towards it, that's something, you're creating that negativity towards it. But if you relax and open, uh, then, it, then you feel a sense of just a gentle kind of scintillating background sound, is peaceful. Calm,ing restful, you begin to realize, recognize emptiness. It's not just some vague idea about if you practice meditation you might experience emptiness someday or anatta. It's it's not a kind of a vague kind of thing. It's very direct. and contemplate what self is, in that emptiness, and the And then when you become a person, when you become a personality, what happens? You start thinking, grasping your feelings, and, uh, and you become a monk, or a nun, or a man, or a woman, or a Personality, or a, or a, a Pisces, or an Aries, or a Asian, or a European, or an American, or a, an old man, or a young woman, or whatever. You, it's through thinking, grasping at perceptions, weighed in sankara. We start getting wound up into that, and then we become. But in this emptiness, there's no, no there's no nationalities. They're no, not, not English, particularly. English comes and goes. I comes and goes. It's a pure, uh, pure intelligence. Doesn't belong to anybody or any group. So then you start recognizing when, when you've become somebody and when there's nobody, when there's atta and there's anatta. Like in this emptiness there's anatta, no, there's no Ajahn tomato, right now. So I want to tell you about my personal history and my uh, my all my qualifications and my achievements in the holy life over the past thirty three years and uh, i't tell you about only that i'm um, you know this uh, an abbot of the monastery and um, and i'm um, written some books and i'm considered a, a vib very important bhikkhu and I want you to respect me and treat me properly uh, because uh, you get a lot of merit for being kind to old people. That's Ajahn Sumaito. You don't have to respect me at all. You know, it doesn't matter to me in the slightest. You know, it's, uh, I can take it if you don't like me or if you criticize me and find fault me, it's okay. I'm quite willing to bear it. And, you know, of course, I've sacrificed a lot for all of you. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's done Samedo, you're born again. And then gone now. Empty. Uh-huh. So you, you can, you know, just by, by exploring this, you, you can to really understand, you know, what Atta is self, when you become a personality, and so forth. And when, when there's no person, but there's still awareness, isn't it? It's an intelligent awareness, it's not a unconscious, dull stupidity. It's, it's bright, it's clear, intelligent, emptiness. And then, uh, then you can see when, when you become, you know, you feeling sorry for yourself, uh, thinking about what I think. If you want my opinion, uh, let me tell you what's wrong with you. <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. Or the self-criticism, you know, I'm, you know, here I am uh with a lot of weaknesses and faults and and uh, so forth and then I start thinking about what's wrong with me and then it stops and there's this silence. But there's still the silence is a is bright and clear, intelligent silence. And then we begin to, like I find, preferring this silence than this endless, kind of proliferating uh, nattering that goes on in the mind. Like I used to, I used to have a, what I call an inner tyrant. It's a bad habit I picked up, I don't uh, of always criticizing myself. There's a real tyrant. Like nobody, There's nobody in this world that has been as tyrannical and as critical and as nasty to me as I am. <laughs> Even the most critical person that, who's harmed and, and made me miserable has never made me as miserable, relentlessly miserable as I have, this, this inner tyrant. There's a real wet blanket of a tyrant, it's always no matter what I do, it's never good enough. It's always, you know, even if everybody says, oh, Ajahn you gave such a wonderful day-sana. And the dinner tyrant says, no, wasn't. you shouldn't have said this and you didn't say that right. <laughs> so it seems to just go on in, in kind of endless, Perpetual of blokey, of criticism and fault finding, and uh, and it, and yet it's just a habit. So I let it. I've I've freed my mind from this habit. Doesn't doesn't have any. Doesn't can't doesn't have any footing anymore. If I know it, I know exactly what it is. I know, I no longer believe in it or, or I'm not trying, trying to get rid of it. I just know not to pursue it. Mm. Let it dissolve into the silence. And that's a way of breaking these habits, a lot of these emotional habits we have that kind of plague us and obsess our minds. You can actually train your mind to, not through rejecting or denial, but through understanding and cultivating this silence. So this silence isn't a, isn't don't use it as a way of annihilating or getting rid of, but a way of resolving liberating your mind from, say, uh, obsessive thoughts or negative attitudes that can just kind of endlessly plague conscious experience.